Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band created a revolution that ended almost immediately. Atticus and Marnie rejoined the Inquisitor, they identified their targets, and Valentine used his skill to create factory-wide chaos. Can they survive the acid their actions have unleashed? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a work order at the Vicodin factory. We fully understand the intent here, sir. Uh, traditionally, these are used for fire suppression, uh, but I suppose we could coat all of the sprinklers with anti-corrosives, although I don't know why you would need that. Oh, well, you're paying. Acid rains from the sky as the uh, factory floors uh, of the Vicodin plant are fucking hosed. Uh, with acid uh, spraying out of all the fire suppression systems. Um, you see people uh, running for cover, screaming. Um, you can already sort of see a massive commotion on the floor below you. Uh, the office itself is untouched. Uh, it would seem that uh, Vicodin views his employees on the floor as very replaceable, but likely not the management. Uh, and as a result, um, the three of you and uh, the four person are currently safe-ish in the ballpark of safe. Um, however, things are getting pretty dire for everyone down there, uh, and there is chaos breaking out. It would seem that uh, the full facility, uh, Sands Management, is uh, getting purged. What do you do? Valentine's just got his refractor field still running, and he's got his bolt pistol. He's like, well, I believe we could bluff our way through to that armory. However, I don't really have an effective way to scroll through acid. Uh, do either of you? Uh, Atticus old deploy and lift raise his riot shield does it cover enough to i, I think hold so up and use like an umbrella yeah yeah I, I would say for this case i mean again as as indicated by my uh, always brilliant intro line to set up the show um this this is a like a vaguely macgyvered situation right so um he's clearly set up the suppression system to kind of like wreck things um but uh it's not like it's weaponized you know it's it's if you think about sprinklers on the roof of a factory it's covering a wide range but the spray itself is actually fairly fine by the time it hits particularly the lower levels so yeah in terms of just like holding up like an umbrella um definitely more than enough to to keep you safe and likely your companions if they're kind of running under it again this is a light Mm. a light dusting uh more than it is um you know a torrential downpour Okay. Uh, Atticus is like a foot shorter than you two. <laughs> he is a small man. Is he man. really? Yeah, oh. he's a short yeah, guy. You guys will have short to do the, the Gears of War roadie run to stay under him, just like <laughs> full yeah. sprinting while bent over at a, like a full 90 degree angle. <clears throat> so, so yeah, he'll kind of gesture with his riot shield, like hold it up over his head, kind of pantomime what he would do, and then just kind of shrugs like, hey, sir, there's something. All right, well, let's get to the armory then. So, Atticus, you're on holding up a shield duty. I've got my bolt pistol. Marnie, I see you've uh, got yourself a new weapon. Uh, 
I'm sorry. I am like literally like what the fuck was the voice? Um, you know the voice. Uh, you know who. You what what is go. this? What is no. the situation? Bonnie, what, I believe you have something you usually say, right? I seem a little bit thrown. So why don't <laughs> we go with one is, of the class? This is bullshit. I will take up the rear. I will back. I will back up and follow. In reverse. Well, I, I agree. This actually is the best way to go um, because I have a refractor field and she's almost dead. So yes, I will happily lead the way. Uh, so Valentine like ducked down and kind of Atticus over his shoulder. I imagine they do that like SWAT thing where you've always got the hand on the shoulder and person in front of you. Yep. So Valentine will lead the way with the shield over them and Marnie will pull up the rear. Cool. So I think uh, what I'm going to need from all three of you is a survival check as you, mm-hmm. you kind of rush out. Um, I feel like I may have misrepresented this spray because even though it is uh, dispersing because it's coming from the ceiling, there are so many of these suppressants that like it, there's still a it's lot killing of it. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not like, you know, a fucking riot cannon of, of acid just being <laughs> like you die now. Um, it's more like, Oh, a few turns from now you die. Uh, so I'm going to need survival checks, please. Um, we're cool. going to say Atticus for you uh, difficulty two because you've got the riot shield. Um, Marnie and um, Valentine, uh, this can be difficulty four for the two of you. Ooh. Uh, just because running out, uh, kind of like trying to take cover as best you can, a little bit harder. Yeah. With the refractor I'm like, I'm like with the carapace. Time? I'm going to give you, um, Ryan, uh, I'm going to count the refractor field towards um, uh, boost dice. Okay. It's cool. not going to lower your difficulty. With Tyler, it's just, I think the ride shield is such a deterrent that it just has to, like, it's like being in full cover. Essentially, mm-hmm. whereas you guys are in, in partial. Yeah. Um, but maybe the easier way to do it then is Ryan, yours will be three. And Marnie, because you're not covered, uh, we'll say you're at, at four. That said, your carapace armor will add defense well, and will also add damage reduction. Yeah, I was going to say I have environmental adaptation, but I think that's more of like I can adapt it when planning for a hostile environment. This is not the time. For I sure. And, and also yeah. there would be a difference between stepping. You're absolutely right. Thank you for flagging that because like yeah. that's just good for me to know. Um, but if you were, for instance, entering a toxic environment, having that would be great. But this is less environmental and more kind of weaponized. Yeah. Uh, so um, you've got your your base level difficulties. The rest of the boosts and setbacks, I think I just have to do individually because... Um, yep. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, for you, um, honestly, I'm going to give you a boost for being squat. Uh, you know, you're, you're the perfect size for this to be like huddled under a shield, able to move low to the ground without like, as a tall dude, like I fucking suck trying to move at that height. Uh, but as like a a little like Wolverine motherfucker or puck from uh, alpha flight, like you got this, um, so boost dice for just your height and size. Um, I think that's probably it. Um, Marnie, sorry, Laura, you're gonna say something? Uh, no, I was just wondering if um, if Marnie would be using like a coordination rather than survival to get through this. Uh, if hmm. if that's something that she could do, only because this is like this is very like you know make your way as yeah. quickly as possible through like a kind of like escape situation. Yeah, but I, it's okay if not. I'm no, just I'm like, just I'm just thinking about it because you're right. It, it's I mean the question is with the way I'm imagining these sprays, there's enough crossover that there isn't a lot to dodge. Mm, but I would kind of fair. buy the um, 
running in the rain kind of thing where you're just like juking left and right and like kind of booking it to cover uh, as something that might be might be potentially beneficial. So sure. Sure. And Ryan, if you want to use coordination as well, uh, I, I don't. Thank you. Well, you know, I just just offer you could also I use, appreciate the offer. You're uh, a good man. You could use Medicaid, you know, you could use driving all those <laughs> skills that you love using. Um, just classic 40K skills for these characters. <laughs> so, Laura, you're going to be using coordination um, to try and cool. run through. Um, I am going to give you a setback based on the way you've described it. You're kind of going to kind of be running like someone who just got caught in the rain trying to get to like a door frame, <laughs> um, which means that you won't really be watching your step. So I'm giving you one setback for... Um, uh, like uneven footing, the acid burning through the floor, and like it's going to be all slippery slide. That's um, That said, uh, I am going to give you a boost for your armor. Um, it is corrosive enough to start to eat through it, but mm -hmm. not. You know, it's like water resistant fabric, where it's like it's not an immediate thing. You can see yeah. it hissing, but like you would have to, you'd have to be under a concentrated burst for it to really get through. Um, so really any damage you might take is more from like getting in through the neck and the, the cracks in it rather than gotcha. eating straight through it. Um, I think that's it for you. Also, um, our story pool, since this is the first session in like a fucking age <laughs> is, uh, two and two. Great. Uh, and then Ryan, uh, so you're using your, your field, which dropped your difficulty by one. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> this is strange, but I'm going to give you a boost for your bionic eyes. Okay. Uh, not being worried about acid getting in your eyes means you can <laughs> actually likely sight your way to things a bit easier. Also, I'm imagining your optics likely give you a cleaner, cleaner view yep. of things. Um, how fast are you moving? Do you imagine you'd be sprinting the way Marnie is, or would you be moving more cautiously? I mean, he's moving at the speed of the shield going with him. Like the idea of sprinting is kind of like how fast can Atticus run? <laughs> right. And are are you are you trying to hide under the shield as yeah. well? Okay. Yeah, because we said it might be big enough to cover us, so he's using Atticus as a human umbrella. I see. Okay. Uh, sorry, I misinterpreted what was going on there. Uh, with that being the case, then all of you roll on the same... Uh, I'll say three for both of you, because you're un you're half under his shield, two for yeah. Tyler. Um, Laura, I'm going to leave yours the same, because I think Marnie okay. would, be, would be moving quickly and not... Like, I think based on your bulk... It'd be kind of like a head down under the shield, <laughs> rest of the body exposed, like fucking Flintstone twinkle toesing yeah. along the side. Um, Ryan, you still get your boost for the eyes. Um, I'll in this case, since we're you're both going off of three difficulty, I'll give you a boost for the refractor field. It's okay. not really built for this, but it's just enough that some of the acids like sputtering off the shield. And um, I think that's it. I'm not going to spend any story points on this because this is just a, an environmental check. Cool. Cool. Alrighty. Let's roll. Rolling. Oh, three advantages, one failure for Marnie. Two advantages, one failure for Atticus. One success for Valentine. There you go. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um, okay. So uh, the three of you um, take off uh, out of the, uh, out of the office running along uh, the uh, the one of the sort of elevated walkways. We're going to say this is on the other side uh, from the way you came in. Um, so kind of heading towards the the service elevator that can take you all the way down to um, 
uh, Dirk Tavy's uh, office. Um, as you're running, though, um, you know you're you're making good time. You can see workers kind of uh, panicking. You think you can hear the four person as she kind of drifts in and out of consciousness from being shot, like barking orders um, to like basically for security protocols and like trying to get get countermeasures out. But again, they weren't prepared for this. There's no. It's not a fire. Like it's not like yeah, just grab the fire extinguishers. It's like okay, now I'm just holding a fire extinguisher while being eaten by acid. Um, you can see people running around. Uh, there's no sign of the skull crawlers. Um, if you were to venture a guess, they're likely in a similar situation to what you were just in. By being in one of the VIP sections, the odds are are good that they aren't uh, directly exposed. Be real strange if Fikadin was like. Oh, quick, I need to burn everyone on the floor. Ah, shit, the emperor was here. Oh, God. Uh, in his case, he'd be happy about it. But like from a general planning perspective, it'd be harder to justify. Um, so you guys take off. You're running along. And then uh, you can see uh, the doors to the elevator kind of up ahead. Unfortunately, um, Marnie and Atticus, uh, being heavier than Valentine, uh, the gangplank starts, or the 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 walkway begins to kind of uh, bend under you as the metal mm-hmm. is just being eaten away by the acid. Um, it would seem that uh, these walkways aren't as sturdy as some of the other uh, uh, admonishments down below. Um, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Uh, the metal shit, the metal shit down there is hardy. The metal shit up here, not so hardy. <laughs> uh, Valentine, being a little bit more spry, uh, you just keep running uh, and you're able to make it to the elevator. Uh, however, um, Atticus and Marnie, uh, the gangway begins to, to fold under you, uh, and you hear it snap. Uh, so oh, in classic shit. Indiana Jones rope bridge fashion, uh, it begins to swing kind of with a screech of metal, uh, downward. Uh, so it went from being something you were, uh, horizontally running along to something you're going to need to vertically climb. Um, what I need from both of you, please, is, uh, let's go with... I think probably um, athletics mm-hmm. or coordination to try and stay on it. Uh, because of the way it's breaking, falling from here won't do as much damage as if Atticus had gone up and over earlier. Uh, but uh, it it certainly won't be pleasant and it will make it a longer climb to get back up. Yeah, I'm going to go with coordination on this because I think um, she she's smart in her movement. Sure. Like she's not just trying. Yeah. 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 Cool. And Tyler? I will begrudgingly take athletics for my <laughs> extremely strong soldier man. I'm sorry, buddy. What one day one day we'll find that that rainbow road yeah. that you've been looking for with, with him. Uh cool. So uh great. Tyler, you're using your big, big smashing arm. Uh so this is gonna be a difficulty one. Um, just because I think you're doing the same thing you did before, which is Less trying to catch something and more just crumpling it. Like yeah, just tinfoil. putting my fingers into it and holding it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so difficulty one. Uh, I am, however, going to give you a setback uh, for the fact that the metal is weakened by acid. Uh, normally, if it was solid metal, this would be easy for you. Just crunch, crunch. You're good. Here, it might be like squish, pull, fall. So yep. we'll need to see how that plays out. Um I'm also going to give you a boost for being lower to the ground as you were running. Since you were kind of like actively holding the shield up, going from here to grabbing something is actually not that bad because you're already kind of bent over a little bit. 
Um, whereas Marnie was, was kind of at a more awkward, uh, pace for her. Yeah. That's all for me on that. Uh, Laura, for you, uh, you're going with coordination. Um, Mm -hmm. you're you're smart in your movement and you were kind of already running like this. So I think it's a difficulty too, only in that you don't have a metal hand to punch through anything. Yep. Um, but I will give you a boost for also being kind of lower to the ground and, and moving tactically. It's just a bit easier to, to kind of sort your shit. Uh, cool. However, similar to the setback dice I gave to Tyler, in your case, um, your fingies are going to burn grabbing this metal yeah. um, in a way that his metal gauntlet arm won't. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. And then, Ryan, the only question I guess I have for you is, would you go back to try and help, or would you hang tight at the elevator? Uh, he doesn't have any way to help in any of his equipment. Like, I was probably as Ryan, as Valentine, it would be like, what do I have that can help? And the answer is nothing. So running into acid to try to help by <laughs> holding out a hand seems like a real bad move. Correct. I think what he does is he he hits the elevator. <laughs> so it'll open and he's like, well, if they go down, then I just go down a floor and get whoever's still alive and we go to the armory. We'll be fine. Uh, you're just like holding the doors. goes like, Bang. yeah. <laughs> Elevators are the same in every universe. Um, except their skulls. Uh, great. Okay. So, um, Atticus and Marnie, if you could please roll. Hey, two successes and three advantages. Hey now. It is with a grimace that I must announce that I got five successes and one advantage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this, oh, this blasted athletics check. (laughs) Oh. Right, Space Marine. That's right, it's me, one of the biggest, toughest orcs in the biggest, toughest war in the galaxy. If you think that you and all your other beaky boys are gonna come in here and fight us all for the Imperium or whatever, then you're gonna need a hell of a lot of help. And you're gonna need it from patreon.com slash dice. I hear for just one of your Imperium dollars, you can join a Patreon-only Discord and talk all about your Imperium nonsense with other fans. Or you can add names to the shows. You can even add characters. We don't need any characters here in the wall. We got plenty. But if you want to add one, you can for only $25. Of course, to do that, you're gonna need to rev up that chainsword, aren't you, Marine? Oh, wait. No, don't, don't do it. No, no, don't do it. Oh, why, it's charged up by the power of Patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Curse you, Spice Marine! This is a real uh, paint my fence scenario going on. Like, oh, you know, it's so fun. Just give me the Tom, can he give you three of those successes and just go down to two, but you have to give us a story point? Like we start bartering. <laughs> <his athletic successes>. No. <laughs> uh, that's very funny. Um, okay, well. You get a story point for being funny? No. <laughs> you kidding? Not, not you in have- 40K. Yeah, or in any of the shows. Do you have any idea how fucked I would be if I was giving the likes of Guy Bradford and Adam McNamara story points every time they made me chuckle? The game would be over. Like, it's the Death Star. Uh, I have a bigger Death Star. Well, I can't stop you. You have 80 story points. Um, so, uh, no. Um, but uh, I will say that, uh, Tyler, you just like reach down, grab Marnie, 
just claw your way, just do like the the jumping one arm claw thing, the that, uh, kind of maneuver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, up, and then the the two of you book it to the elevator, which incidentally doesn't open on the ground floor. So, hey, good work, team. Uh, <laughs> this is an executive level elevator only. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you pile in, you manage to avoid damage entirely, uh, which honestly, good for you. <laughs> uh, and you are able to, um, uh, to start, uh, descending down, um, Valentine, having just observed this, uh, and being kind of the, the, the tactical guy of this, um, would you try and give them any advice? I don't think tactically there was anything they could have done differently, but I also know that Valentine's like got a bit of a managerial streak to him and might want to like either give praise or correctives just by nature at this point. Yeah. I feel like it would just be like positive stuff, just like a quick prayer to the emperor. Just like, you know, we're all being looked after here by the big man upstairs. It's very clear, you know, from the golden throne to this elevator, we're bringing justice where we need to go. And that's why we're going to take that armory. That's why we're going to kill that doctor. And that's why we're going to take down Glasgow Vicodin. Oh, Oh, Atticus is frothing at the fucking mouth. Uh, just just yeah. frothing into the beard. Yeah, <laughs> into yeah, the munchups. Yeah, he's getting that. That like that kind of that kind of talk gets him like super hyped up. I'm like on a knee, like making the sign of the aquila, like raised above my head, like it's yeah. It's a he's good like a Viking berserker. He's like smashing his shield. Like, <laughs> oh, <my emperor!" laughs> um, what Ryan? What in, uh, completely uh, misplaced? elevator song is playing as <laughs> this sign of fanatical devotion to the golden throne uh, occurs. I think it's that classic like like a bossa nova. Girl from Ipanina, baby. Yeah. <laughs> when the elevator doors the open it'll be a very dead cool moment yeah <laughs> uh amazing um great so the elevator descends um past uh you can see sort of through viewports um that uh, you pass the service floor sure enough uh you can see a bunch of the factory workers like banging on what's clearly the the sort of vip entrance that the skull crawlers went through uh, and then just as the that sort of scene disappears from sight, you just see the flash of uh, of last pistols as uh, they are uh, promptly dealt with. Um, and uh, you sink into the, the sort of uh, underground. Uh, Marnie, this is actually a little bit like going home for you uh, because this part of the facility has clearly been um, sort of uh, uh, terraformed and carved out of uh, the same sort of cave system that you spent so mm. much time in. Um, but in a much more like Bond villain way, where it's been you know polished down. Yeah, There's still the exposed stone, but it's uh, it's it's much classier. Um, elevator door opens. Uh, you know, you all have your your guns out. You're ready to go, uh, and you find uh, a long, well appointed hallway. Um, it is a little bit like an underground bunker. So it's kind of got that arched ceiling situation um going on um similar to an old fallout bunker there are clearly stenciled directions uh on the walls um you get the sense that uh this part of the facility doesn't see a ton of traffic um which tracks kind of with doc tavy being you know making formulas that most of the people in the facility aren't supposed to know exist 
Um, but uh, you can hear um, the, uh, the the sounds of uh, shattering glass and uh, shouting in the distance. So this tunnel uh, moves ahead, and then it kind of uh, breaks at a T junction. Based on the the kind of colors on the floor and the walls, uh, you can very clearly see one leads kind of back up to the VIP area where the skull crawlers are. Uh, so that's to the right. To the left is um, the uh, sort of leads to Doc Tavy's lab as well as uh, the Flavor Emporium, uh, hmm. which is a sign that has been hung under the stencil um, with with some degree of of mirth. Cool, Tom. Is the armory down here as well, or is the armory elsewhere? Just if we're looking to take uh, up the armory, is uh, there are uh, indicators to the armory as well as uh, the sort of vehicle repair bay. Uh, they are one floor down from here, uh, but okay. they are not accessible by this elevator. Based on Doc what you've first. seen, love it. Yeah. Well, also based on uh, what you've seen, Ryan, of uh, the facility, you could, from what you can see, you could likely actually make it to the armory and loop back up for the doctor. But you get the sense that um, management is meant to have access to a certain part of the building, but clearly Vicodin is keeping like the good shit far enough away that if exactly this happened there's a lot of buffers between people and the armory. Um, so yes, if you do want to, because you did want to go to the armory first, if you do want to get there, you can try and stealth, stealth through, but if you want to kill the doctor the, on your way. If the doc's here, I think Valentine would just be pointing to the doc. Like it would just be like, keep the guy with the shield out front, kind of use him as mm-hmm. walking cover, kill this fucking doctor, and then we can bail. Sure. Okay, great. So um, listening to the uh, the sounds of chaos, uh, you begin to make your way uh, rapidly um, kind of through. Again, at this point, you're in a bit of a fervor. Also, um, you know, as is always the, the case, after having to stealth around for so long, particularly for, for someone like Atticus and someone like Marnie, just being able to be in kind of like a tactical assault situation feels so much more natural. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you're both just kind of like booking it down the hall. Um, following the directions, uh, you follow kind of a curving tunnel, which opens up into almost a larger gallery. Um, it seems that uh, there are a number of kind of laboratories, um, sort of the, there's clearly like an overseer's office where uh, the doc would clearly take a look at the floor. This is the kind of uh, sort of like tech science lab situation that you find in like every Final Fantasy video game, uh, every like it's in all the Deus Ex games at least once. Um, so a lot of like mechanical arms, large tubes from the floor to the ceiling, dissection tables with orcs. Uh, bits of orcs um, on them, uh, but as well as just sort of tasting stuff you'd see in a distillery. You know, there's like uh, a number of tasting stations and like places where they're trying to distill flavors and all sorts of other weird shit. Um, beyond that, there are kind of uh, on the left wall, you can see sort of in the distance, there is uh, a big conference room. Uh, and on the right are kind of individual labs. That said, uh, between you and that is a massive barricade of metal examination tables and uh, expensive-looking gear, uh, which, again, being 40K, is all very industrial. So it's not like a a slick, modern lab. It's like what you expect to see building a car, Um, just like those pistons everywhere, big sort of heavy metal things. uh, Does not look particularly precise, which, of course, would be very unfortunate for whoever was on the receiving end. Um, But it would seem the lab technicians have barricaded uh, the entrance to the labs. And in front of them are a bunch of uh, employees who have stripped off their robes and are just horribly acid burned. And there's just a bunch of them like full on 
like clawing their way over, um, trying to like get into the lab for medical assistance. Um, they haven't noticed you yet because there's obviously all this going on. The lab technicians uh, have a bunch of uh, like drill arms and saw blade arms just swinging wildly to keep people away from the barricade. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see uh, the crowd is pretty desperate. The acid is is continuing to eat away at their flesh. So they are, they're in bad shape. Um, beyond them, uh, you can see sort of just uh, at the very top of the, the arch, you can see into the lab itself. Um, and uh, in the overseer's office, you can see uh, a man with, uh, uh, fuck it, four robot tentacle arms, uh, just like <laughs> marching back and forth, um, stroking his long beard with one of the robot arms while drinking a tea with the other. Who could that um, be? His name is Kevin James. He Dr. is Dr. Septavius. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Glavius. No, um, yeah. So uh, just clearly kind of working away. That said, Again, cannot stress this enough. 40K arms. So none of this slick yeah. Spider-Man shit. These are janky, like, uh, bad action figure of Dr. Octopus, like, multi-articulated nice. uh, hinged These are, arms. Yeah, spider legs from Kenneth Branagh's Wild Wild West spider yeah. projecting yes. out of someone's back and around. Like, you can't hear it from here, but these are the kinds of things that like creak and hiss constantly. So it's none of this cool. slick, like, come here, Spider-Man. I must do it to the name of science. It's like, <laughs> did you hear me? I said, get over here. <laughs> so Tom, we've got this barricade between us and target forearms, right? Yeah, so we got to, yeah. Uh, and uh, all these people, there's like a, a mob of, of burnt, burnt people. So you come around the corner, uh, you kind of stop in your tracks, uh, Atticus, you kind of like put up your arm, gesture everyone back. Um, so you've got a little bit of a corner to kind of peek around uh, Three Stooges and or Little Rascal style yeah. or peek around like you're in a cover shooter. Depends on how cool you want to be. But they haven't seen you. You've got a, a moment or two to plan and, and kind of determine what you want to do with this. I, I kind of say to Valentine, um, just like, so obviously uh, the injured we put out of their misery first, Yes. Well, our first priority is to get through the door. Does anyone have a weapon heavy enough that we could blow that barricade apart from a distance? Atticus raises his massive robot hand. (laughs) Okay, not quite from a distance, but I like the energy. All right, so we could punch our way through the barricade. Uh, I'd say leave the wounded alive if possible. If they get inside, it just creates more chaos. Uh, And we kill the attendants that are trying to keep them back. So we could storm together, Marnie and I firing to try to suppress those with their drills and hammers around the edges until Atticus, you could make a hole allowing us all inside. Does this make sense? Works for me. I do have a last gun. Perfect. You can use that for shooting. Atticus, if we get too close and it turns out you can't punch your way through without being injured, do you have any more of those rad grenades? Uh, I think it's more of a question for Tom. Uh, I think I have rad grenades, but like, I don't have like an ammo count for grenades. Hmm. So how many of you used to this point? Just one. One. Right? Just one, yeah. And that I've, would be the rad grenade. I think I honestly this down system, in my inventory, but <laughs> this system yeah. is designed, I think, to have to do a lot of shopping, Tom. It so is. you might yeah. yeah. It is. So um I think what I'll say is no for now. Um I think the, the best way to think of this is um and honestly it, it well you used it prior to arriving at uh FOB. Charlie. FOB, right? Yep. Yeah, I used it on uh orcs in the cave. Okay. 
I think it would be safe to say that you could have restocked. I think the, the best way to think of this is I do want to respect like Dark Heresy's brutal economy, which is just like you're always kind of low on gear. <laughs> um, but I'm also okay to kind of treat this a bit like a roguelike and be like, look, you you have bought a grenade. So if it makes sense for you to have been able to replenish that one grenade, you can. If you wanted more grenades, that would be a different conversation. You'd have to buy them or steal them. But the stuff that you've already bought, if it's reasonable, you could replenish it, you can. Uh, okay, Marnie's cool. gear is highly specialized, so it's not something you replenish. Yeah. But if it's like grenades in FOB Charlie seem like a thing that would just be there for requisitioning. So Yeah, and it's not standard, so it feels like something Atticus would have to cook up for himself anyways. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's true, because they're not standard-issue grenades. No, uh, Tyler, I'm going to say for now you don't have one. I don't think there's been enough time. In... I've got in parentheses used here on the grenade. Great. So, I'll, so I'll not... keep it that way. I think yeah. what I would say is if you're able to requisition another grenade at some point, you could cook it to be a rad grenade. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, uh, no. And that said, I will absolutely give you opportunities to, like, buy stuff and reload and we may we'll see how we play the economy piece but yeah i just want to respect the like it's a cruel world where no one has what they need uh thing so no grenade but definitely big smashy arm also again um just for visuals to make sure you've got the right picture of this the barricade is like a french revolution uh fucking les mis barricade it just happens to be made of metal tables it's not a full door it's not like a you know a metal like security door or anything they couldn't get that up in time, so now they've just thrown a bunch of tables and shit and driven their robot arms up to slice stuff. So definitely something that you could punch through. Okay. So do you have a grenade? Uh, no, sir. I just had the one. All right, then. Let's not fuck up the punching. So everyone just focus <laughs> on what you're doing. Uh, blast through that door. Uh, anyone who turns on us is hostile. Yep. All right. Uh, and I say, uh, is everybody ready? The Emperor never sleeps. I I basically just like cock my last gun as much as you can, which is pretty much like pressing a button. I think, like yeah, but, but you hear that power. whine of that whine <laughs> yes. of like an old camera charging. Yeah. And oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Atticus will like push his glasses like up the bridge of his nose, make sure they're secured, and be like, right, time to go to work. And he'll like run around the corner and just bellow from behind his riot shield as he's already running. Step aside for the Inquisition. And it turns out, no one expected the Imperial Inquisition. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire Unfriendly, Logan, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So now what am I supposed to believe? Is any of this for real? Well, it looks to me like you're trying to hide. Yeah, my mom always said, don't trust anybody. Maybe they'd want to know where you're hiding out tonight. Did you get stuck? Thank you for returning my license, Joseph. That ding-dang detector pulled you. But she was married, you know. Stop being a little prick. Do you have your doubts? All right, kids. Say goodbye to Uncle Joseph. I'll handle it. Whoa, 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 there, buddy. Just saying how sorry we are to hear about your parents. Why is she talking about you having a mustache? Do you want to take a walk? Three complete seasons of Dirt, an audio drama, are now available to binge wherever you listen to podcasts or at dirtaudiodrama.com.